0: Michael Gevin here with Jumpstart Sessions. So I'm super excited to bring you these one on one coaching sessions. These are kind of behind the scenes and coaching videographers and filmmakers. And if you'd like to kind of Cherry pick what you'd like to even listen to on each episode. You can go to jumpstartsessions.net, and on there, you'll be able to find the show notes for each and every single episode. There's also an assessment that I have each person take that I coach. You'll be able to see their results on the show notes page for each episode. You'll also be able to take the assessment yourself so you can kind of compare results. If you yourself would like to be coached on a Jumpstart Session, you'll also just go to jumpstartsessions.net and it'll say, get coached on the podcast. You fill out a questionnaire and as of right now, they are free as long as they can be used as a podcast episode. And so ultimately, that's all I've got for now. I'm super excited for you to listen to this episode. So let's rock and roll. Yeah, man. Let's rock and roll. So John, tell me and everyone else a little bit about yourself and your situation and kind of where you're at currently, you know, with your, with your business and whatnot.
1: Yeah. So, um, I picked up a camera about two years ago. Um, my buddy, I was taking, uh, pictures on stone mountain in Georgia here, uh, with, I was taking ridiculous pictures with my phone. My buddy was like, you need to go get a camera. So I got a camera, um, then learned videography and photography at the same time. Um, given some good advice from one of my friends he's like learn learn videography so I did turns out that I like videography way better than I like photography okay and I started uh pursuing that pretty much as as fast and hard as I could um and so it started out with me doing yoga events my brother's uh girlfriend owns a as a CEO of an app here called actively um and so it started off with me just shooting and dumping all the footage to my buddy and he would put together uh put together videos and everything from that point on, um, I started getting a little bit more into it, and I was really, really scared to do it just because. For just uh, Premiere Pro is just, if you don't know what you're doing, it is a it is a very, very intimidating tool, and you, yeah. you kind uh, of you, you have to dive in with both feet, type thing. Yeah. So um, I started doing that, and then um, I started getting better and better and better, and then uh, I was like, well, I want to make a business out of this. Okay. Um, and, and so from that point on, I was under JWZ and Creative until about like three weeks ago. I just uh, saw it. Just, okay. Yeah. So we just uh, bought our Horizon Media LLC. We got the website; it's under construction, um, and we got our business cards and everything else for his rock and roll. We got the business, the bank account, and everything. Got so <clears throat> I just told my girlfriend to quit her job because I needed her help um, wow. more than I needed her doing her job. So okay, um, she quit her bartending job, which was great, and um, ever since then, she's been. I've been getting her jobs. She's my photographer, essentially. Okay. And, um, I went out to California uh, to go follow um, this guy from this full time, the, the, this guy named Evan from full-time filmmakers course on Facebook, okay. I flew okay. out there with him and him and I sat down and we had about an hour long, uh, two hour long meeting where he didn't, I mean, he just laid everything out for me like uh monthly subscription plans, what his model was going to like, what he's going for, what he was looking at Okay. And in, in his mind. He's like uh, him and his partner kind of just split ways uh, because they, they couldn't see eye to eye. He, he wants the, the monthly business. He says, the one-off jobs are not what, are, what I'm after. $10,000 sure. is great, but I, you can make so much more money and, and build such a better relationship on the monthly plan than you can on the one-off jobs. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so that, that makes a lot of sense. And we got to talk a little bit about like what, what he was doing. And, um, I really liked it a lot. I really, really liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just the, the security of, um, just knowing that all your monthly bills are going to be taken care of, and you can now—is his
0: run. business? Where's his business at? I mean, is it running and, and working well for him?
1: Yeah. So he is about to—he uh, is about to onload. I think his either tenth or fifteenth customer. Okay. Um, it's in a
0: retainer type of model.
1: Retainer type model.
0: Okay. exactly.
1: And um and so he's uh, he does electronic events a lot, and that's how I got to talking to him. Was I started doing electronic events, and he okay. was on stuff and blah blah. blah. And so um, so I, I shot an electronic event with him, and then we just sat down and had that home meeting and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and yeah, so I was very, very interested in that. And um, I kind of brought that idea back, and I was reconnected with some old friends. Um, one of them works for Frontier Airline. And um, she is like the social media manager. And so I got to talking about with her and she's like in charge of booking videographers and everything like that. And she told me that one time they even, they spent $10,000 on two minute long videos from a videographer. And I was like, I was like, well, I can certainly fit in there (laughs) some. And so so I got really excited and I kind of told her about the monthly subscription plan and her ears perked up. And so um, she went, she went back and talked to her VP and her her VP is now interested, but right now it's the scramble to, get a proposal together don't sound like i'm not i'm not professional you know but and mm-hmm. i did i did take a look at all their videos and i can do better than their videos that they're paying for sure so so uh it's just like a scramble right now to do that and to make sure i'm not undercutting myself to make sure that i'm providing value and really that's that's my mission is to come in and provide value and let me take one more step step back and so like my my plan is when i when i come to a business i want to be the one stop shop for you guys I want to be your photographer. I want to be your videographer. I can be your content creator. I could be a drone pilot for you if you want. I can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in turn, what that does for them is it cuts down on, on their time needed to go look for a videographer and pull them sure. off of the or something like that. You know, yep, then, we build, then we build that relationship and we have like monthly, monthly meetings with them to make sure that we are, we are, still producing the content that they need because the needs change as, as you grow needs change and videos need to change. And so everybody needs to pivot and be an understanding at the same point that we're all pivoting and that we're all making, making that switch. Sure. So that's my mission is to be the one stop shop where you can come to us and we give you a flat flat package and we do uh, whatever you need.
0: Sure.
1: And um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of it.
0: Perfect. So where did that fit in? Was the guy you were talking to, did he have the exact same thing set up or what was his subscription model? What did it include with him?
1: So pretty much he did um, <clears throat> what he was telling me is $1,500 a month. And um, and then he, he broke it down like way, way in depth. And I can't remember it off the top of my head. I have it all in text and writing and everything, but um, he does $1,500 a month. And what he said he did was in the first three, and, and he signs them up for three month retainers. Okay. So, um, cause any, anything past that, uh, businesses are kind of pushed back. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're not sure they want to sign a six, six month contract until sure. they've worked with you yeah,
0: anyway. Trust. So, yeah.
1: um, yeah, exactly. So, uh, <clears throat> he signs them up for a, uh, for a three month retainer. He shows up and what he, what he does is he takes, uh, he takes data from them. He uh, does case studies on them and then puts all of this into a cohesive, um, uh, essentially plan for for the company and he does their photography videography and comes up with a plan for them to do all of that he is way more versed and way more knowledgeable about it than i am right off the top of my head but sure. I, I have just been basically kind of basing it off of what he's been doing because i really really like it a lot so yeah.
0: okay so where's where's the things that are holding you up right now where's the the the, the struggle um, the so
1: we, we just wrote, we just wrote proposals. Um, so we did a one-off proposal and then we did a monthly subscription uh, proposal because okay. there was a, a company we did a free video for. Um, I, I believe in the free to fee method. Yep. Sure. Um, so yep. you know, prove, prove, prove your worth. Um, and so I did, we did prove our worth and she wanted to see, uh, and I told her about the monthly subscription plan. She wanted to see a three month subscription plan and a one-off subscription plan or just a one-off job. And so we just wrote those the other day. We just got those finalized and I think we're going to, we're ready to, well, we need to revise them.
0: And Is then, that with the frontier or somebody else?
1: Uh, that's somebody else. That's, okay. that's somebody local here. Uh, okay, somebody, gotcha. somebody local here. I did a, uh, actually, I, I got back from California and I called uh, my, I called Stephanie. I was like, Hey, I need to do a free event for you ASAP. I just need to get content done. She's like, can you be here at 10 AM tomorrow? I was like, yes. So I showed up and then <laughs> Love it. did the free video and then she loved it and she loved our, our pictures as well. And so she was super interested in it. And so we started drawing up the contracts or not the contracts, but the proposals the Then we have them pretty much done. But, um, but yeah, just, I just, I guess I would like, maybe I could send those to you for you to take a look at, um, okay. and, uh, tell me what you think about them. Essentially. Okay. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I'm, I'm kind of hemmed up. Um, I need to get a contract written. Um, my, my website needs to be built. Um, and I need, I, I need those two professional things to come off professional, you know? Sure. Um, so <clears throat> I have a meeting this week to get the contract uh, started, started to written, or Jesus, get the contract done. Um, and then, uh, but it's just, I, I feel like I am, um, taking too much time, you know?
0: Well, I would imagine, I mean, and let me ask you this because I'm curious on this because in, in the questionnaire, this is a little curveball, but it's going to somewhat tie in here. It, 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 when you said on a scale of one to 10, you said a 10, you love editing. Do, yeah, I, I
1: love editing. I do it. love editing. I absolutely love it. Like I, I really want to get into, um, now I know this is a whole different animal, but um, like 3D graphics, you know, like also adding those into the edits as well. And I don't even have to do that, but I, I do know somebody who does do 3D graphics, but I'd like to start adding more of that into some of what I do and make it a little crazier, you know. But I, anyway, I always anyway, love yeah. to
0: ask the questions and just to probe because I, I've been bringing up a lot on these calls this idea of let's just imagine for a second that you had never seen the sun or lights and the only thing you knew was darkness. You wouldn't miss the sun or the light because you don't know that it exists. And so obviously we all typically know that the sun and the light, you know, you know, the sun and darkness exist. So there's that contrast. But for you, when it comes to editing, what do you love? Like, do you love, if I gave you two different options and one was for a week straight and there's always going to be an ebb and flow to things, but for a week straight, 10 hours a day, you're out meeting people, talking, connecting, shooting, doing that. And that's all you do. Now, the flip side of that is for a week straight, ten hours a day, you're in a room dark front of the computer, editing. which one are you pulled to more than the other
1: You know it's funny as i'm <clears throat> I'm a social butterfly, and i'm like one of my strong suits is being able to make connections and talk to people and everything like that super super good at that, but at the end of the day I would I think I'd rather just because I like editing so much and because it makes it, it literally takes you can shoot and you you can take any any shots and i mean the magic comes together in post. That's where everything magical comes together. And that's where the the editor pretty much makes you like the camera guy makes you look where you need to look, but the editor also like controls pretty much everything.
0: If if you were able to have edits put together that were exactly like the final, you went out and shot, you got all the stuff and then a final video came out that was exactly how you envisioned and you weren't pushing the buttons or doing any of that. How would that make you feel?
1: That would bother me still. I like, okay.
0: like pushing buttons. I like being in- Okay. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good. There's no, when I probe here, there's no there's no right or wrongs to no, these, no, no, no. Yeah. these no, questions. No. I just, I'm digging because there's certain things that I see. Because on one area, so it sounds like, are you procrastinating putting the uh, these proposals? I think that it was you that was sending me the stuff going, man, what do I do? And I sent you the simple thing yeah. that, that yeah, I yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, is there that level? And, and sometimes procrastination, it comes in different ways. I mean, it can come because we really- don't like aren't good at and don't want to do something but sometimes it's we do want to do something and we want to get better at it but we don't we have no idea how to do it so thus we're procrastinating because we really don't know what to do Mm -hmm. and so but you I mean like you said you're you're typically going I mean it's interesting seeing the graph that I'm just looking at here because you would tend tend to not love to sit in front of the computer and edit typically like there's an there's always the kind of the rule and then there's the exception. So there's always exceptions to everything. There's always an asterisk. There's always the fine print. But the graph I'm seeing here is, is a person who typically would, would love more because you're wired a lot like me. Mm-hmm. And although I love to see a final edit, I just do not love to sit and edit in the big picture. The only way that I love to do it is when I would do same day edits, when I had the ability to get the reaction, and I could see, like I could edit real quick and show it, you know, like at a a wedding reception and get the reaction of everybody. Actually, wanted to write that. But to not have that. I don't get, I, I'll procrastinate, and procrastinate. And I'm. I, I feel like I'm pretty good at it. But then once I started to let go, I'm a much better and enjoy much more than the thing. So I'm not saying that obviously it has to be you, but there's that yeah. level. that's just fascinating because, you know, the thing in doing what you're wanting to do, the reality is, is that it will be difficult. It depends on how you want to do it, but it'll be difficult for you to be halfway decent and all the things that you mentioned, and do it all yourself. Um, you're yeah. going to run out of time in a day to be out there meeting people and getting business and, and setting those things up, getting proposal type things ready, and then being able to spend what might be 30 hours on a project editing, be out there shooting, be the drone guy. Yeah. You could, I mean, you have the ability to do them all. I'm not saying you, you won't be able to run a drone and get great shots. You won't be able to edit and get great shots and meet the people and get the show, the, uh, the shoots. But there's that level that I think that, depending on what our aspirations are for what we want to actually build, there's just that aspect of I'm never going to tell somebody to not do something they, want, don't want, that, they that they love to do because uh, yeah. that's very true. But then it's just where's the conflict in what we're trying to do and how do we balance that? Because what I find is is in the editing area, a lot of editors tend to be people, tend, not always, but tend to be people who they love – to just be in that room and edit. They're not great at people skills, they're not great at communication, they're not great at getting business. And so, you know, they need people like you, quite frankly. Who are yeah, out there and like you said social butterfly, you're good at connecting people, you know, you're spontaneous, you can you can you know turn on the drop of you know a dime and, and yeah, you can do something yeah. Whereas for and you're probably fairly comfortable. I mean, I, I don't know a lot about your 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 girlfriend, but it, it sounds like would you say? Because again, this this is a, gonna be a little rare. But is she a lot like you, or no? Uh, she
1: she is uh she's like me in certain ways, but she is count kind of, like completely opposite of me in, in the better ways. Like in yeah. the sense, she pays the bills. I'm not the day, the bill payer. But she was but bad. she
0: was comfortable in, in just dropping and quitting her job just like that. Yeah. Do yeah, you guys absolutely. have, uh, I always like to ask you things you share as little or as much as you want, but did you have some kind of money saved something to give you a cushion to have some, yeah, so
1: she saved up some money and and she saved up some money. And also I, I have a little sales job as well. I work for a CBD company. Okay. So <clears throat> this isn't my full-time thing yet. I'm just trying okay. to make it a full-time thing. So I work for a CBD company as well. I do sales with them. Um, and that's so you're and so bringing like,
0: inconsistent income still, and then she you needed that yeah. support from her because you felt what she had as a job right now to generate more money from what you're yeah. doing. Yeah, got it. Okay, exactly. just trying to paint that picture there. Um, because it's interesting because you know, typically for your opposite to just drop their job, you know, there's got to be some security or something there. Yeah. uh, yeah. because you know, people like me and you, we, we can we, we'll take on a lot of risk, but our opposites, like my wife. I mean, there needs to be a lot of certainty and security before she'll do certain things. Like, you know, I'll jump out of the plane and build my wings on the way down, which is more likely what you're like as well. But they need professional wing builders before they'll even consider getting in the plane and jumping. So it's a different thing. Um, So anyways, let's get get back to that, though. So there's just that aspect of what you're wanting to build, starting to build a little bit of that team. I mean, up front, you're going to do a lot of it, of course, yourself. You're capable. You're competent. You're a go-getter. You're very driven. Um, but a guy who's a buddy of mine who's – honestly, the graphs and things that I know about him is very similar to you in a lot of ways. Um, and he loves to have involvement in the editing because he, he speaks the way you spoke about editing except for, I guess, blessing, curse, depending on how you want to look at it. He just doesn't know. I mean, by the time he got into all this and actually he used to be at the Four Seasons as like an event coordinator ultimately, the high, you know, the hotel – And when he had come and worked for me back in 2011, he was more, you know, project manager out there, ended up meeting people, selling the jobs and everything. And I had editors and shooters, and we were doing that. Now he has his own company, and he has far more involvement in the editing process than I do. Like when I've got my editors, you know, if I shoot or somebody else shoots, we give it to them. They're they're trained up now. Like I get the edit, I'm good, I send it to my client. Whereas him, He's spending a lot more time up front. Then when he gets the edit, he's like, Ah, let's make some changes. And I want it to be like this. And there was this shot. And there was this sound bite from the testimonial. And he's really directing how that edit comes together. And quite frankly, I would argue at times, not fully, but the editors are, are more pushing the buttons for him. Like he just doesn't mm-hmm. know how to how to use the software. And he he didn't want to learn how to use the software. It was more yeah. it wasn't worth his time his time, where he was at and what he needed to accomplish. So for him, he's out there usually managing the project, selling the projects, you know, client relations. He does like to shoot. So he shoots a little bit on the shoots, but there's always a shooter with him. And then ultimately, like I said, he's, he's very involved in the editing process. But if there's 30 hours to spend, he's spending two or three and the editor spending 27. Um, yeah. While He's out making the phone calls and doing that. And, you know, his business does quite well like that. And really, it's it's only typically him and a shooter him and the editor like there's not there's not an army of people um and you know the shooter knows how to do their own so there's that aspect of just playing with that because the editing is where a lot of of time can get eaten up so i'm not saying don't do it but just with what you're wanting to accomplish and be this kind of end-all be-all one-stop shop they'll need to be that support and not just doing it because you just run out of time and then you'll start hurting your client relationships because then you you can't keep up with everything yeah um this so it's just something to throw out there now, that being said, in regards to um, was the guy that you were talking to did he do anything with advertising
1: um, <clears throat> so he he went in he went in for about thirty minutes and talked about how uh, he was going to um, lead ads uh lead ads for them um and also make like landing pages for them as well so for for other people who they click on this they go to the landing page and they can book you right there blah, blah blah and uh and so he was he went he went in to say that but um i didn't i luckily I recorded it all but i haven't heard it in a while okay. so <laughs> um because uh, there's that
0: aspect i mean retainers can come in a, a number of different ways i mean there can be kind of what could be considered content retainer which is a version i think of what you've been kind of talking about which is you're going to come in and make regular content i mean and 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 sometimes you know one thing i've done with an event client is it's on a retainer it's on a subscription i mean they're paying monthly but it's three events so we've just been able it it it, it can be a creative pricing strategy really and and so that's the way, rather than them paying 15000 an event or something, you know, with all the other stuff that they're wanting done, it's coming out to almost 10000 an event because they're locking in. At the beginning of the year, they knew there was going to be three events and they're yeah. locking in all three events and then they're just paying monthly for it rather than paying for each individual event or saying, well, we'll do this one event and then we'll figure out whether we want to do the next two when it gets a little closer or whatever. So it's just, you're wanting to more guarantee the revenue to a degree. And then like you're saying, go deeper with the client. Um, But even your one model, I mean, at three month, you know, retainers, obviously if you're rocking their world and they keep staying, but there's that aspect, you know, you do the math on that, you know, it's $4,500 for three months versus, and and potentially more work in that model than if you can keep them, you can end up, you know, staying indefinitely and it can end up being... Twenty, thirty thousand $30,000. Now, do you know how many people he's had where he's had them for how long has he been doing it? Has he had it for where he can say, yeah, I've got clients who've stayed for a year and a half or?
1: So he's, uh, I think he's reaching into the, I think he's passed the first, uh, the first three month period with, uh, his okay. first five clients. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's, uh, I think he is going and asking them for uh, the rest of the year to lock down essentially. So okay. I think um, I don't think he's, he's trying is, to do like,
0: kind of a trial for for three months and then essentially try to go back and lock in a year long kind of contract.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what he's trying to do. And I like that model, but then I also like what you're saying as well. So it's just like you know.
0: Yeah. Well, it's yeah, of- it's it's hard because it really, I mean, pricing when you get into pricing, it, it it's all. You know, you want to deliver value to the client. You want a win-win scenario. You want to have that ability to figure out, okay, what? How do we? How do we get a yes? You know, how do we make this where? You know, I'm not because, quite frankly, let's say that he he does that for forty five hundred dollars, and one of the clients stop versus they would have paid ten thousand dollars once. I mean, that's the that's why even you bring up Parker. I've studied a lot with you know his stuff. I mean, talks about you know when they really look at everything. They wouldn't have won with a subscription model at 50 bucks a month. The the, the the dream is that, oh my gosh, I get a client at $50 a month and that they're going to stay forever. So now as a byproduct, you know, I'm going to make $5,000 off this person versus him only charging a one-time payment of six or $800. But when they really look at the data, they see that the reality is most of the people don't stay even to the $600 when they're on even their payment. So when he's offering – a payment plan. The people who typically take a payment plan aren't actually completing all the payments. And so the way they're looking at the data is if they just had a subscription ongoing model. And I mean, I've dealt with a lot of content creators, thought leaders, speakers, these different people where the subscription model is sexy. Netflix, Hulu, these things where it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I've got a person for life, the gym membership model, if you will. Um, And I get it. I mean, you know, it is super attractive. But, you know, sometimes it's just budgeting as well. So, you know, when somebody thinks, okay, I've got a client that's 1500 bucks a month, $1,500 a month, 50 it, it, it's consistent in their mind. There's certainty in payment structure and what's coming in versus I get $10,000 once. So now it all comes in at once. And then I might, you know, get over aggressive with what I'm doing with money. And I'm like, oh my God, I run out of money. So I see a lot of guys are just bad with budgeting money. They make, you know, they might only need, you know, eighty thousand dollars a year to survive, and they make one hundred and sixty thousand in eight months or you know seven months. But then they they get they get such an influx, they might have a thirty or forty thousand dollar month. They get excited, they're buying things, they're doing things, and then all of a sudden, this slow period comes from November yeah. to through January, and they're like, I don't have any money. Oh my god, what happened? But they made more than they would have needed, and a lot of. Certain personality styles I see with editors. I've seen guys where they're making four thousand, three thousand, two thousand, eight thousand, six thousand, twenty five hundred, you know, whatever, and they'd rather just go, hey, pay me twenty five hundred dollars a month every month, you know, and just know that. So there's there's a lot of psychology there, and and whether or whether or not, you know, the retainer is, you know, you mentioned something I think ahead of time before this, you were asking about fixed pricing.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: think versus was it hourly? Was that you, you asked that? Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so yeah, go, ahead. Go, go ahead.
0: No, please,
1: um, yeah, so, so, uh, I was, I think I, it was like a, a fixed rate, like you know, just that that $1,500 a month, and then I just had, I have another one right now at that, my one off, and that is uh, 850 bucks for a minute long video or whatever. And so, um, I, and at that point, actually, I had asked you like what your proposals looked like because I, I went online and I did this whole little thing like this whole little software thing of plugging stuff and I was like this isn't this is not what I need to be doing so it's like let me ask somebody who's been in this for a while but well yeah I mean
0: pricing is so contextual and I think that's why I hate to say it but the reality is there's no in my opinion major just plug and play system that's guaranteed to be like oh I'll plug all these things in and then the number it's going to throw at me is if I give that to the client I'm going to get a yes you know that's Mm going to be perfect for them because there's you know I joked if if somebody came in a professional realtor and looked at our house and they 're from you know my buddy basically in Texas they sold their house or they had to buy their house at thirty thousand dollars over asking there 's a mansion here where I live that overlooks the river ten thousand square foot, looks like a castle it was going for one point two million it was on the market for like years and then finally somebody from l a came and paid six hundred thousand dollars cash Wow and so if I went and put my house for sale for a million dollars because somebody said it's worth and it's valued at a million dollars, but they're talking about some other market. If I was in Colorado, but where I live in Illinois, it's like it's never going to sell. So sometimes we we can hear these things or hear somebody say, we'll charge this or charge that. But it's really, it really at the end of the day boils down to your client. Like who are you mm-hmm. dealing with? And, and because every client's different and what they're in, and, and I've been really good through the years at, at times being flexible. I'd rather, you know, some people will, will preach a very concrete, stick to your guns, be this and be that. And, you know, I think it depends. It depends on supply and demand. It depends on where you're at in your business. If, yeah, if you've got business just in droves, people pouring in to do business with you, then yeah, you're obviously in demand. You're doing something right. And you probably can just stick to your guns and charge whatever you want to charge because people are going to be willing to pay it. And there's, there's a line out the door of people there but it also depends on who are those line out the doors when at one point in time in my wedding career I had a line out the door that capped at about four grand and with the people that I had built a referral network and all the referrals that were coming in when I started to get too much above that I was really struggling with my 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 reputation my brand I'd built um the leads that I was getting, the work, my ability to sell, like it was hard for me to convert the people at five or $6,000. Like I was just losing them left and, and the math wasn't going to work out, right? If, you, if you're charging $4,000 regularly and you get, say, 30 leads, then if I lose half of that when I go to six, then I'm actually at less money now. I'm not at more money. I would need to be at at least double my rate. I would need to be at 8,000. Then I could just get 15 weddings instead of 30 and I'd be making the same amount. So, you got to watch that because I've seen guys, especially even like weddings, like three years in, they're like, oh, I've done three weddings a year, but they're $3,000. And there was just a guy the other day that I had gotten a message from following up when he had had, he was four years in. First year, he was like five to $800. Then he was like 900 to 1500. And, 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 the, and the, the amount was going up in regards to what he was getting and how many people were coming in. But some people jumped the gun far too quick, right? Like yeah. this frontier, you know, there's the level of maybe you could wheel and deal and do the right thing. And then these people will be willing to pay you $15,000 a month, you know, but but are you going to be able to, Are do you feel confident enough in yourself to live up to whatever those expectations are that they would have of what, Is expected of you at that level. You know, are you creating a facade that's bigger than you can produce or maybe you can produce it? Um, So, it really just depends. But but when it comes to pricing, you know, there is hourly, there's fixed, there's subscription, there's retainers. There's all sorts of creative ways that you can take, you know, something could be a one-time fee. Like that's kind of how the one I was mentioning earlier. For, For me, it's hypothetically, they're not looking at it as you know, I'm on retainer as much as this is this price. They're Mm. getting kind of a discounted rate because they're locking in all three events. And then I'm just allowing them to pay every month, you know, but if they had the money, they could have paid it all at once. They could have paid 50% at one point in time and 50% at the end of the project. But for them to take it on at $30,000, it just worked out a heck of a lot better to say, Hey, let's spread that out over 12 payments. So, you know, it it really depends on the client and depends on the situation because, um, you know, some guys are coming in. I mean, I think in this day and age, everybody has the ability to do pseudo kind of content retainers on some level because there's no more silver bullet marketing or videos anymore that really can be created. You're not going to create this one video and that's all they'll ever need ever again. You know, there's some level of we need to create a consistent flow and it's going to go on social media. How do we educate your, I mean, depending on who the client is, what kind of videos are we create, are they more educational? Are they more entertainment? Are they more sizzle? You know, what is it that we need to create and create that on a consistent basis? Um, and that's where, you know, getting into the clients, you've got to be able to have an understanding. I bring this up and that's where, where you might procrastinate, where we struggle at times is areas that were really weak. And, you know, the more your work looks solid, but there becomes that I'll run out of time to continue to up level my skills in editing and shooting and the drone and get amazing stuff there. Then I've got to, you know, get out there and get the work. But then on top of that, having an understanding of all the lingo and all the things to talk about to show your competence for what you're potentially selling. And that's where you might be, I'd imagine a little bit you're feeling just like you're trying to describe the guy's thing. You're like, I haven't listened to the thing, you know, because you're off the cusp. There's a level of like off the cusp yeah. that you'll be able to figure out. But what I found is, is that uh, when you really understand a client's business, like the guy I was mentioned earlier, he's in schools and nonprofits. Um, and he really understands that market better than anything. But if you took him into... <laughs> The airline market, you know, it it doesn't mean he doesn't understand video and editing and storytelling. But there's a different link. Like there's different things that he just doesn't he doesn't have the five years prior experience of like I've done this for twenty other schools, da 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 da. And you understand them. And I think that's where there is power when you can have a niche that you work with. People get scared of that. I've been scared of it a, a lot in my life. But there's been areas when I see when I start to have a focus. Man, just it—it's your confidence level boosts up. Then, if every person you're dealing with is like, I have no idea about their industry or what they're doing or anything else, um, it's a, it's a completely different creative thing that I'm coming up with from scratch. Versus, you start to have like you want to be creative on each project, but at the same time, like I ended up in the event conference mastermind workshop. Um, event space where it was with a lot of speakers course creators thought leaders you know these types of guys so I really started to understand their model of, of of even funnels and upsells and the courses and memberships and the live event and the masterminds and I could speak their language so if you've got two videographers both who have good looking footage and and edits but you talk to me and like I get them when you have that conversation, I completely understand, you know, I can, I, I'll say things like, well, you know, well, I'll give you one scenario. There was a guy I got referred to and they basically came and they go, um, I just need my event film for two days. Um, you know, I'm thinking you can just stand behind, hit record. And he doesn't, it's like darkness, right? All he knows is the stand behind a camera hit record. And then I'm starting to go, well, you know, a lot of the people that we work for, and I knew a few people that he would know because I happen to know who referred him. So I'm like, well, these are the things we've done. And we can come in and just film the, you know, the full thing. But typically, even if you're going to do that, and then you probably know, like Gary Vaynerchuk, different people that are out there to create in square videos, title on top, you know, closed captioning. You know, we can take stuff rather than just we film it, give it to you and good luck. Now we can just, even if we did that, you have that ability to create so much content out of that. You can take little 60 second, two, three minute sections out of that. And then we will also typically what we do is we create sizzles for um, the different sections. Like if you've got the the live event we're filming, but you also have a course or a mastermind and you've got people in attendance, we can now ask them questions based on those different things um, and create multiple videos based on one event that we do rather than coming to your mastermind and then coming to another thing and come, I want to save you money. So that's value. And like you said, which is a powerful selling point is it takes a lot of time to find all these different components to come in do something because if the only thing you know how to do and that's it is just make a pretty video and say here you go depending on who you're working with see my guys they hired ad people they knew how to do all that they had the right people in place so I didn't need to be an ad expert but I still had a fundamental understanding of retargeting and 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 some of that stuff where I could speak the lingo now I always tell people if this stuff makes you glaze over and the only thing because I mean I talked to all sorts of different people some people like I just want to edit some people like I just want to shoot some people like I want to shoot and edit and then other people want to manage people they're like I'd rather not even have to shoot or edit so it's like whatever you're gravitating towards it's a powerful thing to to self-diagnose that and understand it because it's the faster you move um is that making sense I mean I'm, yeah, I'm kind of saying a bunch of different things there but where, where no, are you with that what questions are popping up
1: um so, well, really, it's just—I really shouldn't I shouldn't go pursue this this fifteen hundred dollars a month thing like wholeheartedly. I should actually take a step back and reassess and see exactly how how it's how it's going to work for me instead of just like okay, I want to do the monthly monthly. Well, thing no, right?
0: well, and I I would I would say here here's my big thing, and you're this kind of guy. There's some level of experimentation right now that you're at too, yep. right? So there's there's nothing there's nothing wrong. You're going to move fast, so the faster you move and then try something and then be able to see what worked, what didn't work. What, what, where did I fall flat? Where could I improve? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you're not as much going to be a step back and like, let's think for weeks on end and assess everything. You're going to learn much better through experience than other people typically would. And so I don't know that I'd, I'd fully step back, Okay. unless you feel that way now. But at the same time, I would still explore it, experiment. Uh, yeah. But that's where, yeah, the free to fee is powerful because case all you need is one or two really powerful case studies where potentially the pressure the pressure's kind of taken off a little bit and you're trying to – all this stuff that you want to do, you just do it without the pressure of like – it's got all work and they're they're, they're paying me, you know, $10,000 for something. And It's easier for me to charge 30000 for something that I know without a shadow of a doubt I can pull off. Yep. It's a lot harder for me to charge higher rates for things that I'm actually not quite sure if I'm just BSing them or not. Um, yeah. And I've had that happen in my life. There's been things where I'm like, well, I'm competent, capable. I got a camera. I can edit, you know. Yeah. Yeah, right. And then yeah. I fall flat on my face and <clears> it, I don't look so good, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, but when you're doing sure. things for free, they become the, 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 pieces where then you can be like, okay, yeah, that worked. Let's do more of that.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, this is just, uh, yeah, it, it's been uh, super helpful. It's, I, I have a, and, and you're right about a lot of things too. like, I'm, I'm, I am trying to be a little too much of everything right now. And I need to really focus down on what, what I want my strength to be, and what I really want to focus on because I I, to, to build this business how I want to, I can't do everything. I'm going to need to bring people in.
0: And you just run out of time. You will. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's, we, you, you're going to be a big dreamer and have a lot of drive and aspirations. But then, and I've done this. This is only coming from a person who's who's, who's driven and, and, and does a lot from that aspect of then you can create overwhelm really quick and you just realize you run out of time in a day. Yeah. But that's where I kept asking the editing one because it was odd to me. And again, there's always the the exceptions you know, uh, to what typically would be, but it's just a lot of people struggle with the relationship, connecting, building, you know, finding jobs and opportunities. And so that's the hardest thing. But when you have to go back and, and, and edit and spend 10, 20, 30 hours working on something, you, you know, you're not doing all that relationship building and connecting. And that's where there's that aspect of sometimes, sometimes when it comes to business, I just believe there's certain things, depending on how we want to build things, depending on how we want to build things, sometimes things can be just fun, passion things that we, 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 we experiment and do. But depending on what our aspiration and dream is, sometimes we, we just can't, can't do everything, you know? Uh, yeah. It just depends on what you want to build, you know? Because, exactly. again, it, it just can take up a lot of time. It doesn't, but you also on the flip side of this doesn't mean you need an army either. I want to yeah. dispel that, right? It's not like there has to be only a dedicated drone guy only, yeah. a dedicated, you know, there's, there's not that like the guy I, I mentioned, I mean, he's, he's generating three to $400,000 a year. He's happy with that. It makes him super happy. And there's only typically a few people he, he contracts. They're not employees either, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, so, so there's just that, but I mean, yeah, it, it's a value. I mean, right now, I mean, where are you running into the biggest pushback? I mean, I think in your thing, it said you've been kind of dabbling through this though, for about a year so you had yeah. you had jw you know zn media creative and then now you're yeah. this new name um, yeah what, what what's been the pushback what's been the biggest struggle um
1: well um at first it was uh well just learning all this all this stuff like just learning everything from scratch you know um and how old are you experimenting with that and, and and uh at first my some of my customers didn't really like my like my, my edits and i took it personally and blah blah like you know <laughs> Like you can't you can't take anything personally, you know. It's just like, um, and so just teaching myself that, and then realizing um, that I really wanted to make a business out of that, and how to do that is just you know I I, I have I don't know the first thing. I, I'm really good. I'm not a master. I'm not a master at anything, but I'm a, I, I have somebody for everything in my life. So like I know somebody for, who's good at accounting. I know I've, I got somebody who's good at banking. I got somebody who's good at this. Yeah, that's my specialty. Is literally just connecting people and having that that book of people where i can just call on and be like hey can you do this for me because i don't know what i'm doing yeah you know and then it gets done but that's just my specialty and actually
0: you need to lean into that that's what i so hearing that like that's what you need to lean into because that's going to be your power and you're going to be able to lever like not every, See, not everybody, I, I, and that's what I always try to say on this. I'm not giving everybody the same advice. That's why I keep probing and, and figuring yeah. things out because you're different than most. So that ability to do that, not everyone possesses, not everyone does that come natural and easy to. So when that's the case, you do have the potential to generate more money easier than a guy whose major skill set might just be editing. That doesn't mean that's bad, but he's going he's gonna to run out of time in a day and what he can charge based on the market and things where as, as just an editor, I mean, the top, some of the top editors I know at a, at a big company, I mean, they're peaking out a little over $100,000 a year. Now, that's not bad, right? That's not bad depending on where you live. Right? There's a lot of things in that. But if all they can do is edit and they're not great at getting business and they don't really ever have a desire to – to hire people or anything else and their creativity is what they love more than anything, well, they should lean into that because otherwise, you know, I keep bringing up the fish climbing a tree, like yeah, if you're you're trying to do that, then you're just, you won't even make the money editing. You won't even make the 100 grand editing because you're trying to be something you're not. And it doesn't mean you'll never evolve to become that. But you doing what you're able to do really well and easily, I mean, I know guys right now who they're terrified to do, like they, they they don't have that, they don't have that book of people. So yeah. that ability for you, and it depends because it's all about what, you know, there's competence and capabilities and then there's the desire to do it. Because there's things I'm competent and capable at and, and decent at. I've done ads before. I hate doing them. So I, was, yeah. I became halfway good at it, but I'll procrastinate. I'm not as energized. It's not the best use of my time because there's somebody out there who loves looking at those numbers and doing that. And so that's where if – it doesn't mean you never can edit. It doesn't mean you don't do some of these things. I think right now, you're just in that learning mode, right? You're just experimenting, learning. I'm getting my hands dirty and editing. I'm getting my hands dirty in the drone and shooting and this and business. And so, it's just an exploratory fate. How old are you right now? Uh, 25. Okay. So, you know, there's explore exploration that's happening. But I I would just tell you to continue to be very aware as you're doing things of of where your you know where your strengths lie, but also where you're really excited about things, and and not just a way that is a freshness. Because I would wonder a little bit if some of the editing right now is there's a freshness to it that you're just excited about, because uh, it's the only area that you're talking about that. Uh, like i said it 's not I hear a lot of guys that say sometimes there 's this well, it depends on what it is,
1: yeah, some yeah. people
0: love to edit everything, and others well, not every everything, but they just in general love editing, and others are like, Well, when I get to do things like this it 's great, but as soon as I got to do because I mean the, the videos I saw from you they mm-hmm. all seem right now to be very music video they 're like clips to music right yeah. there 's not really a lot of there 's some a little bit of sound design. But mm-hmm. there's not a lot of like you're interviewing people, and then you've got to listen to their, you've got to listen to two hours of interviews and find the best two and a half minutes and weave it together.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no. So actually, and and, and let me take another step back from when I said I, I love the editing because to me <clears throat> that sounds miserable. So I, I'm kind of on the. I'm, I'm yeah, there. Like, we go. So yeah, now yeah.
0: we're now we're digging in here because I'm the yeah. same way, man. I mean, my career was built initially off of basically editing. It didn't matter the industry. It's not literally what I'm about to say, a music video as in for a band, but a music video, clips to yeah. music, you know, getting awesome shots and, and putting that together. That was my sweet spot. And I, I felt I was very good at that. And as a whole, I didn't not like that. But I was able to, when you talk about value, uh, there's even a conference that we filmed in the beginning for the first three or four years. All we did was make them a on-site music video. Like by the yeah. end of the conference, We showed a video at the closing keynote and all it had was clips and music. They ended up testing that against the fact that another team was getting testimonials and they made a little, they got our B-roll and they made a little video from that. And they found that our video with only music and clips was not converting when they A-B tested as well as the video with testimonials and with interviews in it. And so- Uh, I happen to get better at that and different things, but not at editing it. I cannot even for one second figure out how to like, how do I take these two hours of testimonials and weave it down to two minutes and have them interlock between the eight different people? Okay. So now we're connected. I I was I was wondering there where we were where the breakdown. So
1: I haven't had I haven't had a project like that. So I Yeah, but
0: so what I'm saying is is that's where we were able to start taking projects that didn't get more than twenty five hundred to five thousand and start getting five to ten to fifteen, twenty thousand. Because to be able to dissect, you know, uh, to, to get that story out of your client and get the messaging, because just pretty shots, there's value there for sure. There's something. But in the big picture, that is such an abundance right now that it doesn't really, if I'm watching that, it's not maybe emotionally as much connecting with me as if I'm hearing people talk about certain things or their struggles or what they overcame or how this helped them or what results they got. You know, like your CBD place that you work for. I don't know if you've made videos for them yet. Um, uh just posted my uh, my first one for them today. So. Okay, but so but there's an example where if you made it the way I'm describing or that you're currently doing, which was just oh I think I did to see that and it's a cool you're you're showing the shop people are doing it they come in with yeah, their car yeah. yeah so that looks solid but you know the shots where it says anxiety and all those things like to actually hear from customers saying how. I had major anxiety and it wasn't until I got the CBD ninety milligram or whatever, you know, the whole thing. And I I, I got it from XYZ company and, and, wow, my anxiety started to go down. I started to get happier. Like I couldn't believe the, the changes that it made in my life. You know, for years I've been struggling with anxiety, depression, and when I started taking CBD, it was amazing how I just started to feel better and yeah. I didn't have to it wasn't about getting high or whatever you know so there's when you can start to get that and what I found is I became decent at interviewing and extracting that but I had to have somebody who was great at being able to, to see all that visualize and pull it together and find and weave the story together to make a you know a powerful thing so so you know that's a skill set there's just another thing and I think that's where a lot you know, take for granted, of course, when building the business. You did the you did the things that are like I, I probably done. I don't even know how many times in my career, which is I got the website, the business cards, the da da da. You know, I'm like that's the part that's the easy part to do, even if we're not yeah. generating much money. And it's it's on a lot of levels, a necessary part. But these other skill sets <clears throat> develop in regards to you know being able to like get those interviews have those conversations with the clients and being able to do that, that's where it's, again, where's your excitement? You, you got like, oh my God, that sounds like hell if I had to do that. So yeah. you've got to figure out the places that sound like hell but might very well be necessary. And if you don't want to have them be necessary, then you've got to figure out well, what kind of business can I weave together that's just based on what I really do want to do, you know, because yeah. some don't want to build and have, to, you know, have these other people do <laughs> it. So, you know, these are just questions to start to really – you're in that journey of kind of self-awareness right now to figure out what's that right fit for you. What do you really want to build? What makes the most sense? What do you get excited about? What things do you just glaze over and go, oh man, that doesn't sound very exciting. Like when I started saying the thing about the interviews, you're like, yeah, nope, that, that okay. Now <laughs> I know I don't want to do that. So yeah, so, yeah. so there, there's, there's some digging there and that's what I love because I feel like at least the work we're doing with people, it, it's not this black and white one size fits all. You know, and I think that too many times, you know, control Z or whatever, these certain keyboard, shortcuts, there's things that can be trained that are very black and white. They do what they do. But for, you know, when people have come in and they said, I want to get more wedding bookings, I mean, I just want to beat them out of them that they want to do weddings because sometimes people just think, well, weddings are the easiest thing to make money with. And it's like the easiest thing to make money with is the thing you want to do, not the thing you don't want to do. Uh, <laughs> It could be easy if you wanted to do it, but if, if, if I always say if you have an exit strategy before you've entered, you probably shouldn't even enter because you're not going to make that work. But a lot of us are going down paths because our peers, a course, a video, whatever, told us that we should do this or do that, But or even the guy you talked to. I mean, I don't know anything about that guy. and I'm not saying he gave you any bad advice, but he could be wired very differently for you. So like being analytical and putting together certain proposals and, and creating data systems that they can look at to... Like I've done a call that people end up getting to hear with a guy who's our polar opposite. And he's like, he loves to go. Like, let me, before I say it, how would you like to go into a meeting? Would you be more comfortable going into a meeting and being off the cusp and just being able to kind of, you know, persuade and sell and have a conversation? Or would you rather spend, you know, a few days beforehand and put together a PowerPoint presentation and and da 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 da
1: I hate PowerPoint. No, <clears throat> I'm, I, I roll off my charisma. So, I prefer that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so but I, I talked to a guy, right, you know, not today, but another call. He's our opposite. And that would make him paralyzed. He <laughs> has to put, the, put the, the PowerPoint together, have the data in it, have the, the different, you know, selling points, all that, and give a presentation because he can't rely off of his natural instinct and charisma to sell. So that's where there's two different people. So when when somebody like him meets somebody like you and tells you how he sells, but you think he's more successful based on maybe the money or business that he's built, you might be like, oh crap, guess I got to do PowerPoints and presentations and get the data and do all this to be able to sell these jobs. And neither one is right or wrong, but what's right and wrong is, is if you end up spending six months wasting time because you feel like that's the right way. It's like people telling people, you got to get up at 5 a.m. It's the only be- early bird beats, the, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, yeah, but I know some people who are night owls and they're more productive in the evening. And so yeah. if I think, well, yeah, but Johnny over here told me that getting up early is the way to go. And so I'm battling. It's that fish climate tree. I'm battling that. So my goal is to align you with what's right for you. And so right now, I mean, your greatest strength is going to be that charisma, that ability to connect, but your ability to do that will allow you, I mean, just giving you a scenario. There was a job back in in January that was, two of my guys went out to Florida. I basically got the connection, sold the job, kind of put the team together. But my total time investment was, I mean, some would argue, I mean, it's like learning a magic trick, you know, it it might take you years, but then you can do it in 30 seconds. Like, wow, they don't know the effort it took to learn that trick. Um. So for me, it's been years of building relationships and connections to where that particular job, I might have spent three to five hours on the high end, but I made, it was an almost $12,000 job. So my guys yeah. were gone for a couple of days. They had to shoot, they had to edit, they had to ultimately execute the whole thing. Whereas I was kind of coordinating, you yeah. know, I sold the job and I was able to get them in place and we got the book flights and everything booked. And then for three to five hours of my time, I brought in probably 3500
1: to $4,000. Well, um, what you put your time in to make that happen. So that's that's where that's Yeah, where that so
0: goes. for you having that vision, the vision on certain levels will be able to come together a lot better for, for you, easier and faster by you leveraging your ability to build relationships, make connections, potentially using that charisma to get people to trust you. Not that you're, of course, wanting to, to deceive or manipulate and do anything mm-hmm. bad with yeah. it. But the reality is that's going to be your strength. And having understanding in editing and shooting these things is not a bad thing. But there's probably going to be that power in you being able to delegate some of that off. And and you'll be able to stay in that position of meeting and connecting and relationships. So the other, you know, 10, 20, 30 hours that takes place, you can still have your vision come to life in the editing process with a guy who just loves to edit. Um, yep. Because there's going to be edits and things you're going to need to put together, I believe, to really start charging more that aren't just going to be the music video. Because I can crank yep. those out all day long. If you want to just build a business of rocking those out, I mean, I can do those kind of things where I could get 800 to $2,000 and it doesn't even take me four hours of time to shoot and edit, <laughs> you know. It's pretty, it's pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty easy and they serve a purpose. They're a great yeah. With your ability to do that, they're great trust builders because they're the, they're to me the best free to fee. It allows someone to see what it's like to work with you. What it uh, how how you do what you say you're going to do. You do it in a timely manner. You're good on communication. You get back to the email. Like they get to see the whole process and they get a deliverable that they can use. Um, that doesn't have to use much of your time because those other things they take up a lot more time. I mean, for me to sit and get learn enough and set and schedule to get people to do interviews with, that's a lot more of a process. And then right. to edit that is a lot more time. But you don't I don't even have to on certain levels almost have permission to make a music video type edit. You can just show up and shoot, put the things, I mean, I've done that a lot through my career where I mean, I've just showed up at a business somebody had a, a small relationship with, but like, I didn't have to schedule with them. Is this a good time? To, the business was empty. I just ran around with my glide cam, got shots and yeah. there you go. <laughs> you know, they don't have to be like, well, let me find my best customers and think about that. Who am I going to get? You know? And, and, and so yeah. that's a great, get the relationship going type of video to, to create. But then I call it the one trick pony. If that's the only trick you have in your book, well, then what else are you going to sell them? You're going to make a bunch more just kind of sizzle edits for them because those, those start to get really redundant because there's not a lot more you can do because the only thing you're relying on is clips and music. But the yeah. stories you can tell can be in abundance. You know, like I said, you can, you can go, oh, my gosh. I mean, the way social media and slicing and dicing things, I mean, you could take, you could get 30 minutes of testimonials from somebody and make 15 different videos you know, because you, yeah. can, you can slice and dice those where you can take them and, and put them together where there's multiple ones in one. You can make ones on just single individuals. There's a lot you can do. Um, so anyways, what, what, what else is sitting? Yeah, there we go. I'm looking down. I just try to keep, keep track. We're like 50, 53 minutes in. <laughs> this is crazy. Nice. Anyways, nice. I want to I keep making sure there's any other questions or thoughts or what, what, what out of everything that's been said, what, what, what are you sitting with? What's, what's going on? What's running through your head there?
1: Um, well, I need to, uh, diversify. I need to get, go a little deeper with, uh, my, my video depth and be able to show, show that I can go deeper. Um, I have now the person you're talking about, the the editor who just, who just wants to edit. I have that guy.
0: (laughs) He's
1: in my, he's in my Rolodex. I love (laughs) it,
0: man. That's so cool.
1: Um, so I'll definitely uh, be reaching out to him a little bit more just to see because uh, and, and he actually one, one of the first video projects I did earlier this year was we last Halloween we were in a film contest for just a short horror film. And so we, we sat at this guy's house for like, you know, four days straight, whatever. And we, we filmed it all and everything. And the guy wasn't hardly there at all. Then we just sent everything over to him and we showed up to the premiere, and he had it all chopped up and ready to mm. go for the movie. and That, that was great. That was a great cool. feeling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, that means so he is really good with, um, and, and he did a really good job on the edit. So, he's really good with the actual talking and the sound bites and all Perfect. that, stuff, yep. that, and all it's that hard. stuff that I'm not good at. Exactly. Yep. So, um, sitting down, with, I need to sit down with him and just uh, kind of plant the seed with him and be like, hey, I'm thinking of you as, as I move forward, you know, I, as I get projects and did this at the other, would you be available to do this for me? Yep. you know um just start assembling just to start assembling a loose team you know uh, uh, assembling
0: the avengers as i said
1: you know, <laughs> assemble that's right, that's
0: right. <laughs> what doesn't resonate because i'm always big about resonance like what resonates what doesn't resonate is there anything that, that's sitting in your you're you're a little afraid uh, of you're not feeling is right with because i you know i want to make sure i say a lot sometimes and sometimes i i'm hitting right on the mark and other times you know, cause I've, I've told people have told me things before and I'm like, they don't get me at all. Like, and I'm like, that doesn't resonate. What you're telling me to do, like, it just doesn't resonate at all. So is there, is there anything there that you're a little, you know, um, doesn't sit well or you feel pretty good about the ability to kind of start to move forward with a little bit, hopefully more clarity and some direction. I'm,
1: Um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the second one much more for sure. Um, uh, you and me are, are very very similar people so uh it's, it, you and me I, I was following along with you the whole time there was no I, I, no point was i was Perfect. like i'm not sure about that no <laughs> Every, <laughs> okay, cool. everything you've said has resonated with me um and it's it just brought up some really good points that i need to think about differently now and attack in a different in a different manner but um but no for you, you.
0: Yeah, yeah for for you that's the that's the biggest thing cuz i think that we get a lot of people sometimes to go here's what i would do if i were you and we can hear things and they, they are great. I mean, they are. They're great ideas. They're well-intentioned. The person is not trying to like sabotage you. But I've through the years learned to study that that the fact is that most people are well-intentioned, but they're yeah. not looking through life through a filter of other people at all. They're only looking through their lens and their filter. So the advice is based on how they're wired, what they want, what they don't like. and And, and so if you're saying something – that you really love to do, like connect and talk and da 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 and another person doesn't, they're gonna give potentially advice against having, like, let me find all the strategies involved. you never having to speak to a soul, because they yeah. don't wanna speak to a soul. But you're yeah. great at doing that, and so that, I mean, that is, I'm telling you, you're gonna be able to drum up more opportunities in business than most people can. And once you have the right product, like th- whatever that entails with the deliverables and whatever, you're gonna be able to sell it well. Um, you know and right now yeah. the lack of clarity of exactly well how am I packaging it up and what am I exactly offering and how am I offering it and how am I going to like that vagueness is is going to cause your your car to not go quite as fast as you're able to go because you got a freaking NASCAR engine inside you know uh, <laughs> for, for sure I mean you know based on I don't go over it a lot in here I just kind of look at it to glance to kind of guide some of my conversation but you know on the D, I, S, and C um, D's dominance. Most of the people I'm talking to right now do not have a D above 50. So yours is up there. And so that's drive. That is the ability to not just think and dream about things, but actually do those things. And a lot of people have the thinking and dreaming in abundance, but their drive and their engine, they're a little four-cylinder on that NASCAR track. So they're wondering why they can't keep up with people. And the reality is is people probably can't keep up with you. <laughs> right, yeah. you're the guy that they can't keep up with you're, you're potentially depending if you don't watch it, you got a lot of the charisma so if you're doing it well you're balancing that you're not a little over dominant but you probably might want to watch that from time to time because you probably yeah. could over dominate people um, and so being able to, to ebb and flow a little bit have that little yeah. empathy for people that they can't all keep up with you and that's probably yeah. a little even though like with the editing some of that you're there's a little impatience like I can just get things done faster than having other people help me and do it. So yeah. I'll just do it myself. I, I get it done. I mean, my own buddy, I'm thinking about specifically, he's that, uh, well, there's a couple and they're just the, they're so fast that nobody can do it as fast as them, but it does, it does hold them up. It does hold them up a little bit. And it, it just depends. I mean, if you really love doing something, that's one thing, but to only love like not love doing it, but only do it because you don't think anybody can do it as fast or as better you know as well as you that's yeah. a flawed way of, of thinking about it
1: um yeah.
0: but yeah I mean you you've got the engine the drive the charisma the personality um that can take you wherever you want to go and it's just a matter of channeling that because otherwise you're going to be you know you'll go 100 miles this way and realize yeah. you went in the wrong direction and now you've got to go 300 miles instead of only 100 the other yeah. way and, you know, that's going to be part of the process. I mean, it, it is. I mean, I'm that same way. I've done plenty of that. But the faster you're being aware of those things so you can change direction faster rather than going too far to be like, okay, that was not like, I shouldn't have done that. I should have known that in a day instead of three months. Yeah. You know, and, and it just being having that ability to and, – and trust your gut and your intuition uh, because that's one thing I had growing my business that I lost. So, from like 2004 through 2000, maybe 11, I felt like I listened to my gut, and my intuition a lot more. And about 2012, things started to happen where I started to get it squashed out of me. And I started to, you know, listen to other people a little too much. And it, that started to have me question things that I felt were just the right thing for me. But I'm like, well, they know better. They, they're doing well. They're making more money, whatever. And and i just came to find that there was a lot of that advice through the years that was again well intended for sure but it just it it took me in the wrong path because it just was the wrong advice for me mm-hmm. uh, you know and that's where a lot of things it's not right and wrong but if if you're wearing the clothes you got on and it's 20 below 0 ain't nothing wrong with your clothes except for you're in the wrong environment with them yeah. <laughs> that's it and, and and people you know some of these things are so obvious when we say that like of course you, you wouldn't be dumb enough, per se, to wear a tank top and shorts in the Arctic tundra. But we do that in life sometimes. And that's what I'm saying is we go down these paths of people who just, they're well-intended, but they're just not giving us the advice that's right for us. And when you get that, that alignment will help you move fast and make much bigger strides because you, you, you get that clarity on your package, your pricing, how to offer it, how to make the tweaks, who's the people in your team, when you got to do things alone, when you need to get the right people on the bus. And when yep. you get that all, all going, it's like a little well-oiled machine and that's going to take some time. So if you can trust and have that patience, like keep moving and, yeah. and just readjust fast. You'll get there faster than most because you'll do more in 90 days than a lot of people will do in you know, a year. Um, and that's an advantage. Um, in a lot of ways. And it's just that ability to course correct as you're going along and then just trust yourself, get it dialed in, and then it's game over. I mean, that's, that's the thing. You're going to have that. Whoop, did I lose you?
1: Oh, I'm hold on a second. It just, there you go. I'm back.
0: Okay. But that's, that's going to be your advantage because you're if you have the patience, because the, the problem is is not to course correct because something that's working isn't going fast enough for you, right? So when something's working, you're liking it and it's going, don't think that there's this easier. That's what I've been symptom to through my life. Shiny object. This is sexier. This is cooler. This is going to make me more money faster and easier. I just learned through the years that again, it's like I said, the easier things are the things you actually want to do, not because you're being sold into some results that seem sexy, but you're not going to be willing to go through the process because it all still takes a process and everything still takes a level of time. Some can do things faster than others, but things still take time. If there's one thing I've learned is that. God, as a collective whole, there's just not this push button as easy as people can make it appear. Like, oh, you know, like the retainer thing. It's sexy. It sounds like it's just easy. But even if you were running ads, it doesn't mean that you're going to like, you know – talk to five people and sign up three every time. Exactly. Sometimes you might talk to 10 and sign up two. Sometimes you might talk to five and sign up four. But there's not going to be this science to run this ad, run this thing, do this thing, and this happens like clockwork. And some people, yeah. it's, it's sexy to buy into that. This guy's got the system that like clockwork it's just going to push a few buttons and bada bing, bada boom. Um, yeah. But again, you know, the, the guy who loves accounting If I told you certain accounting things like from the guy who loves accounting, you're not going to do it because it's like the editing thing we just mentioned earlier, right? Like if if I told you you had to do it and it had to be done, then it's like, okay, well, how am I going to get through this? Because this Gebs guy told me I have to edit these testimonial videos. It's the way to grow the business. I'm going, I don't want to do it, but I got to do it. It's like you'll just waste a lot of time and resistance that's unnecessary because if you have the awareness that, yeah, that's not right for me, trust that, boom, move on, you know, and if yeah. it needs to be done, then how do I use my skill sets, i.e. you, to put the right people, like, you're already, like, multiple people as we're talking here, you're, like, thinking, yep, got that guy, mm, got that yeah. guy, <laughs> ding, ding, you know? ding,
1: ding, boom, yeah.
0: <laughs> and being able to coordinate that is going to be incredible for you, and still having the times where you come in, and you, you do the, I mean, I'm thinking of one to tell you right now, like, uh, there was, I was on the plane one time with this guy who said they got $75,000 with this client, I was thinking of the client, like, my buddy works with that client. Well, come to find out that person who charged $75,000, they weren't happy with that company. And so my buddy ended up getting a job for 25000 which is the crazy part. It's freaking yeah. $50,000 less. But there was already, he had to spend a few thousand dollars free to fee model and building trust because the people who went before him were gun shy now for the person yeah. in the future. Right? Exactly. And so there's some of that you're going to be able to do that you can pull off on your own because maybe you're like, well, I don't really want to spend the thousand dollars on the extra people to do this, but I can do, I can do good enough to get my feet in the door with the skills I have. So you can strategically do things yourself with editing and with shooting to build that trust. And then now the one trick pony is, well, I have these other tricks up my hat. I have all these other types of things we can do and that we can create. Let's talk about that. Let's collaborate. Now you get your other guys on the bus and now yeah. boom, boom, boom. So there's just a process that you can weave into that and yep. use very strategically. Um, that's why it's, it's, again, it's not all or nothing. There's not this perfect way. It, it's finding what what works best for me and how I'm wired. Boom, magic will start happening for you.
1: Yep, it's all one big gray area and you just got to figure out which gray is your type, you know? Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, any final questions before we uh, we wrap this one up today, my man?
1: Um, oh, we're good. No, this was perfect. This is awesome. Um, cool. And definitely interested in some further coaching as well so we can talk about that. Perfect. Um, whenever.
0: So yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much for sure. Awesome. Rock and roll, buddy. Awesome. There you have it. Another episode of Jumpstart Sessions. And I hope you enjoyed that episode. So if you yourself would like to be coached on a future episode of Jumpstart Sessions, just head on over to jumpstartsessions.net and click get coached on the podcast. Again, as of the recording of this episode, they are free as long as they can be used as a podcast episode. I would really love to help you gain a greater level of clarity, confidence, and connection in your life and alignment in your business so that you can move faster and make things happen without so much resistance. So I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Have an amazing rest of your day and keep rocking and rolling. Take care.